everyone. You're listening to the Dare Daniel Podcast. My name is Daniel Barnes. I am the film critic at daredaniel.com. My co-host is comedian Corky McDonald. Say hi. Hey, hey, and how to do. On this week's mini episode, we're going to look ahead to the film we will be reviewing next week. I'm going to tease that because I'm a bit of a tease. That's why I hear. Mm. We're going to look back at the movie we reviewed last week. That would be Elaine May's Ishtar. In honor of that movie, we're going to answer our question of the week. Best and worst films directed by women, also in honor of Women's History Month here in March. And we are going to read a few of your movie dares. First of all, first of all, let's talk about next week's film. Corky, St. Patrick's Day coming up. McDonald, Scottish, Irish, what is that? Uh, I believe it's Irish, but there is newfound evidence that it might be Scottish. Wow. Yeah. Well, the old you... Don't act like you haven't read the papers. <laughs> Look, I've seen the research. Sure. I'm just not convinced. Okay, well... I would like an independent review. <laughs> Understood, Daniel. <laughs> well, the old you, the old Irish you, would mm-hmm. love the movie we're going to be reviewing next week because oh. it has a lot of Irish themes to it. Sure. Uh, It talks a lot about Irish history. It talks a lot about the culture of Ireland, a lot about the people of Ireland, uh, some of the myth and lore. That movie, of course, is Leprechaun in the Hood. In the Hood. Leprechaun in the Hood. It is the 2000 film directed by Rob Spera, the fifth of six Warwick Davis appearances in the title role of Leprechaun. The film also features Ice T. Corky. We have seen the film. Fair to say, mm. Warwick Davis's character is a lep in the hood. Further, fair to say that he is up to no good. Uh, I think that's absolutely more than fair. More than fair. To more say. than fair. We don't have a, a, a new the troubles coming soon between us. No, he in fact repeats that line several times <laughs> in the movie. Let's listen to a preview for Leprechaun in the Hood: colon, up to, numeral two, no good. <laughs> Just kidding. Leprechaun on the hood. When Mac Daddy discovers a magic flute, it's all I want right here. <laughs> he becomes the richest man in hip hop. Hey, get these losers out. But when three young rappers, kind of like Robin Hood, <laughs> say we're going to be robbing in the hood, <laughs> stumble onto his musical treasure. Everyone will have to pay the piper. Unhandy gold, you thieving hoods. You got more loot than Tiger Woods. <laughs> they got the flute. We got to get that back our party. So. He's mean. Did somebody say blow? <laughs> what kind of voodoo shit you boys into? He's green. Curious aroma. That's the bomb right there. The bomb? Yeah. The bomb. He's down. Does she meet with your approval? Sit down, my healthy Philly. You're about to meet a club named Billy. Come and let me lay hands upon your sinful creature. (laughs) What's that? It's rap. And then I'm gonna take this and wrap it around your ugly ass. Warwick Davis. Ice tea. From the Herald Isle to your place in the hood, I'm the man of green come to do no good. You know who the left is the real OG. Got your ass! <laughs> we don't go down without a fight. Right? Right? Right. Ah! Leprechaun 5. Size doesn't matter when you're still the man.
So that was Leprechaun in the Hood. Uh, that film is available to watch on Hulu. Every other Leprechaun movie also available to watch on Hulu. So have a day of it. Spend St. Patty's Day just refamiliarizing yourself with Irish culture through a murderous leprechaun. Corky. Yeah. Now let's look back at the film we reviewed last week. That would be Elaine May's Ishtar, starring Dustin Hoffman, Warren Beatty, Isabella Johnny, Charles Grodin. A pretty legendary box office bomb in its day. It has had sort of a, a renewed interest and has a lot of defenders now, a lot of people who think it's uh, misunderstood, a classic. I think we kind of got there. You maybe a little bit more than me on our Ishtar review. I was still a little bit hesitant, but you were ready to jump all in on Ishtar as being an actual good movie. Yeah, yeah, I dug the shit out of it. I think the first 20 minutes of it are... So good that it carries the 45 minutes that bogged down mm. heavily. Yeah. Anything to add to that review? I would say that I, I definitely, something we touched on really briefly, I think that Elaine May definitely was ahead of her time mm-hmm. with what she was doing. The way they are doing comedies now, especially Judd Apatow stuff, right. is directly what she was doing then. Sure. It's the improv style, capture the best takes, use those, build the funny off that. Then the movie kind of shifts mm-hmm. in in Judd Apatow movies. You find that throughout, you know, there's like there's like this sudden tone shift, right? Or, Becomes a little more of a genre film. Yeah, exactly. I think she tried to do that, mm-hmm. but had no, she wasn't capable of doing the action scenes in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you make a good point though, because when you kind of read about some of her issues with the studios, uh, both with this movie and her previous movies, she was somebody who she had an improv background. And she liked to just do take after take after take and kind of work through it and work it and evolve the scene. And like you said, do do a different bit here, try this here, try this there. Which in the age of film, there's just logistical issues and, and money issues and the fact that you then have to have all of that on film with heavy cameras and then that film needs to get processed and that needs to get sent to various places and transported all over the place. You really wonder, man, if she had come up in the age of uh, digital cinema where you can just do take after take after take and it's just there on the tape, uh, you know. Yeah, she might have had a longer career. I mean, it's been a big issue for centuries, but it's really only been a um, spotlighted issue for the last uh, maybe five years or so about the scarcity of female directors. Right. Uh, especially the further closer you get to the mainstream. Uh, no, only a handful of females have ever even been nominated for an Oscar. A very small percentage of the major releases are directed by females. Uh, certainly the big budget releases, even a smaller percentage. And it being Women's History Month, we wanted to really spotlight female directors and talk about some of the best films that have ever been directed by women, but then also some of the worst films as well. So, Corky, put the question to you. Best film ever directed by a woman? Best film ever directed by a woman. I'm going to say there are some notables. There are some that I would say that are probably better films than the one I'm going to say. But I'm going to say Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Okay, Amy Heckerling. Amy Heckerling, who I love. I love Amy Heckerling. Mm-hmm. She has a great uh, eye for capturing comedy. But Fast Times was just such a great capture of a moment uh, in time, high school and sexuality in high school in the 80s. Not a grand scope or anything like that, but just a really perfect movie. Awesome. So for my best, you know, first of all, I, I should say that doing research for this, I realized that I have some very severe blind spots related to female directors, especially wow. some of the great all-timers like Chantal Ackerman, Claire Denis, Agnes Varda. I really have some stuff to catch up on there. So most of the things I have to reference are very contemporary. 
And there's some really great uh, female directors out there who uh, I've enjoyed their work, like Catherine Bigelow, like Andrea Arnold, Sofia Coppola, uh, Lynn Ramsey, Amy Berg, who's a documentarian, Jane Campion, uh, especially the costume drama trilogy of uh, Piano Portrait of a Lady and Bright Star. And I've talked about American Psycho on this show, as directed by Mary Heron. So a lot of great candidates. I'm going to go with one. Again, I don't know if it's the best exactly, but it's one that I haven't talked about on the show and it's a really fascinating film, a really great documentary and a very unusual documentary. It is called Camera Person, directed by Kirsten Johnson. She is a uh, mainly a director of photography for documentaries. She's worked with a lot of the best documentarians in the business uh, as their cinematographer. And in Camera Person, she put it's sort of a combination of a, a biography and a greatest hits package because mm-hmm. it includes a lot of her work and a lot of the themes that she's uh, dealt with in her work over the years. But then it also includes this very penetrating look at herself, at her family, at her career, and at the sacrifices that she's made as a woman and as a mother and as a director. So I think it's just a really fascinating movie to make a, a documentary that is extremely topical and also extremely personal. And I think that's a really hard thing to do. And it also just has a really fantastic style and look about it as well. So I would highly recommend if you can check it out, Camera Person by Kirsten Johnson. Well, I don't know if you heard me, but Fast Times is about getting blowjobs in high school. (laughs) I said it was topical. (laughs) So now, Quirky, how about the worst film directed by a woman? All right, so worst film... It was funny. I could have had like best and worst be the same film in this. Lini Riefenstahl, Triumph of the Will. Uh, an amazing, sure. amazing effort. Right. But God damn it, uh, you feel guilty watching it. Uh, but I'm going to go, and this is not fair, but I'm going to say Crossroads, 2002 by Tamara Davis. That's the Britney Spears movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do I need to really say more? Yeah, Tamra, say more. Tamara Davis um female director but what what the fuck women are equal uh, she's a hack director you mm-hmm. know what i mean so yeah. it's a hack movie she makes hack movies and it's just setting up a camera or setting up a camera to film a shot and that's your shot and that's it and then move on to the next <laughs> cut print whatever you know no there's no i she's kevin smith it's, it's yeah it's a very uh very faceless kind of road movie yeah. coming of age cliche filled um, film yeah right. nothing very special about it my worst film directed by a woman, I went with a film directed by probably the most successful female director, one of the most successful female director of uh, the last quarter century or so, which would be Nora Ephron. Yeah. Uh, and she's made a lot of films that people have loved. I'm not her biggest fan, but that's fine. However, there's one movie I think even people who like Sleepless in Seattle and You've Got Mail would have to agree that Mixed Nuts <laughs> with Steve Martin, Rita Wilson, Juliette Lewis, Anthony LaPaglia, Adam Sandler. This is a movie set at a suicide hotline center on Christmas Eve. It's her attempt at a a dark screwball comedy, and it's just not anything that she was made to do. It's a slamming door farce sort of a thing, but it's also there's a a serial killer on the loose. Uh, This is a film that, a little behind the scenes on me, my first job uh, was at a movie theater in 1994 Mm -hmm. as a teenager. Worked at the Century uh, here in town in Sacramento. Landmark? No. It is a landmark. It is a landmark. Yeah, not landmark theaters. But I later worked at Landmarks Tower Theater. <laughs> <laughs> so I've worked at many a landmark. So yes, uh, the Century Stadium, uh, which doesn't, it was basically torn down and yeah. replaced with what's there now. While I was working on my break, 
you know, we get like a 15 minute break and you could just go into the theater and you know watch watch a movie during your break because there's nothing else to do at the sure. in the theater there's nothing else going on there so you get some popcorn get a little soda and go into the theater to watch it now me being a, a movie snob i never wanted to go and sit into a theater where oh, I might want to eventually see this movie. I might want to actually watch this later. Or I would go and watch it, 10 minutes of it, and think, oh, I really want to watch this later. Mixed Nuts, I kept going into that theater because that movie was so bad, I knew I would not get sucked into that <laughs> film. There's no way that 20 minutes later I'm be like, oh, shit, that other film, you know, the theater just got, no. Yeah. I'm going to want to leave as soon as <laughs> my break is over. <laughs> so I watched the entirety of that film over various 10-minute increments uh, of probably 20 different 10 minute increments That's watching hilarious. different parts of the movie and oh it is complete torture i've never seen it torture Ugh. so those were our picks for the best and worst films directed by women why don't you hit us up on the dear daniel pod facebook twitter and instagram and give us your picks for the best and worst uh quirky do you have some yeah listener feedback we got some great listener feedback uh listener kareen lemke said she absolutely hated the hurt locker directed by Catherine bigelow which hated the hurt yeah, locker. hated the hurt locker i don't yeah. She said she found the plot to be dull predictable and the main characters to be completely overdone caricatures. I really didn't like that movie, but good for her getting an Oscar. She says Big by Penny Marshall was her obvious choice for best, but she enjoyed Winner's Bone by Deborah Granick, which yep. I, I love Winner's Bone. Yeah. Uh, another Some great responses from listener Josh Kinnadak. Josh Kinnadak had worst, had mixed nuts. Nice. Yeah, had uh, as his best as well Wayne's World. Okay, Penelope uh, Spears. Uh, longtime listener and provider of Dare's Dan Scott said, best film directed by a woman is Can't Stop the Music, directed yep, by Nancy, Nancy Walker. Walker sure. Shameless plug for his uh, <laughs> Dare. And worst film directed by a woman is Can't Stop the Music, directed by Nancy Walker. Irrefutable. Uh, right. Really airtight logic. Uh, frequent listener and uh, commenter on social media, RL Terry One, said, best is American Psycho. Okay, Mary Heron. And the worst is something called Hood of Horror. Hood of Horror? Yeah. Wow. I've never even heard of that. I don't know it. But he watches a lot of horror and reviews a lot of horror movies. That was Maya Darren, I believe. At the Cinema Guys said, Best Strange Days by Catherine Bigelow. Uh, Not my favorite Bigelow. That's like my least favorite Catherine Bigelow. But the worst was Jupiter Ascending by the Wachowski sisters. Okay. Yeah. Never seen it, but I could imagine how that would be very, I actually kind of like Jupiter Ascending. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Wachowski apologist. Oh, okay. Wachowski. Just... Is that the one with Channing Tatum and... Myla Kunis. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, they're pretty to watch anyway. Yeah. So, but thank you very much for in, engaging us and responding. Even when I'm putting out a question on social media, hey, what's the worst movie by a female director? <laughs> Several people, like the men, would just would not respond to this for, for fear of being roasted on social media. Oh, sure. A I woman wish was can't a, make a bad movie. That's, exactly. It's like on. Women's History Month. Although around Dare Daniel HQ, every month is Women's History Month. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we would like to say that, hey, don't be sexist and say women can't make stinkers because they can, guys. Absolutely. So now we're going to read a few of your movie dares. You have been submitting these to us at daredaniel.com. Go visit there and send your dare, and we'll read it on the show. First dare comes to us from my boy, D to the motherfucking P-boy. DP, what do you got for us? He's got Stardust, five exclamation points. He means this. Yes. Stardust. Do you know Stardust? I do know Stardust. Have you seen it? I've seen Stardust. 2007, co-written and directed by Matthew Vaughn, best known for the Kingsman films based on the Neil Gaiman novel. Cast includes Charlie Cox, Claire Danes, Michelle Pfeiffer, Sienna Miller, Peter O'Toole, Henry Cavill, and more. Good cast. Pretty good cast. Uh, Did you like the movie? I did. You did? Yeah. Explain yourself. 
It was a uh, big slipshod. Uh, you know, we're not listening to Robert De Niro in there either. Oh yeah, yeah, he has a small part, right? It's, it's pretty, like a big cast. Yeah, it's it's pretty slipshod. Uh, it, it's almost too much story for the movie. Well, let's see what David Paul has to say. He says, "So let me get this on the table before we begin. I am high as shit, bruh. Good company you're keeping. What's man. typing? Does this thing do it for me? Lots of questions." Anywho, I'm high. High enough to watch the mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Jesus Christ, David Paul. Yeah, what are you doing? That's the Jet Li one. Good God. Good God. <laughs> I'm high. High enough to watch the mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, but not high enough to watch Stardust. Michelle Pfeiffer is a fairy that does things to a dude who goes to a place where shit is kind of trippy and kind of sexy, but mostly just really boring. That's my current memory of it anyway. Who can say what Stardust is really about? You couldn't even say. Quirky. That's my dare for you generous martyrs for our entertainment. XOXOD to the motherfucking P-boy. IMDb synopsis says, In a countryside town bordering on a magical land, a young man makes a promise to his beloved that he'll retrieve a fallen star by venturing into the magical realm. I don't like that. You've never seen it? No, I've never seen it. Oh. That sounds good fucking awful no it's pretty good yeah well there we go it's a gaming though i mean if it's based on neil gaming it's got some magic to it well then that's possibly a good dare sounds like we're already somewhat uh ideologically opposed even though i have not seen the film so thank you very much david paul for daring us to watch stardust our next dare came to us from bob and barbara from a gal walks into a comic shop oh fellow podcasters thank you for listening thank you for taking the time to dare their movie dare is the forbidden zone a 1980-famed cult film directed and co-written by Richard Elfman, music and acting by his brother Danny. Stars Hervé Villachez and Susan Terrell as King Fausto and Queen Doris of the Sixth Dimension. It's good casting. Yeah. Uh, Why did they dare us this? Look, there are plenty of good reasons to watch this movie. Danny Elfman as the devil, singing Minnie the Moocher, Tattoo as a prince, jumping on any woman that moves, a man with a giant frog head. Obviously, the best movie ever made. I dare you to enter the forbidden zone. Jump into that digestive tract. IMDb has this to say. The bizarre musical tale of a girl who travels to another dimension through the gateway found in her family's basement. Have you heard of this movie, Daniel? Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah, I've never seen it. It's it's a pretty pretty famed uh, low-budget cult movie from okay. the early 80s. But I'd never even heard of this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I'd never heard of the uh, lost Elfman brother, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> the pictures I looked at online scared the shit out I'm of sure. me. I'm sure, yeah. Uh, but this is a great dare, because this is uh, one of those, like Dan said, very well-known cult, but not known by massive audiences. And hell, maybe we can help... Restore its reputation. There you go. Yeah, thank you for the dare. So our third and final dare comes to us. And what's interesting is the first dare was about a magical realm. Mm -hmm. The second was about an alternate dimension. Sure. And this third dare has come to us from a wormhole. We have a dare from the Sheriff of Nottingham. One of my favorite sheriffs. The Sheriff of Nottingham. Yeah. I mean, look, he's he's not Sheriff... Uh, when he's off the job, you know what I mean? <laughs> During the day, yeah, uh, uh, kill the peasants, uh, tax tax the rich, and, and so forth. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, he just likes to relax with a podcast just like anybody else. Right. Podcast so, about movies that he happens to be in. What does Barry want us to review? He wants us to review Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, a film where he is a major character. The film came out in 1991. Of course, stars Kevin Costner as the Prince of Thieves of the title. Alan Rickman plays the Sheriff of Nottingham. Morgan Freeman, Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio, 
Christian Slater was directed by Kevin Reynolds, who would later collaborate with Costner on oh, Waterworld. Right. Yeah, yeah. Why? Does the Sheriff of Nottingham want us to watch Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? He says, Kevin Costner as a Midwestern British nobleman? Check. The poor man's Jack Nicholson, Christian Slater as Will Scarlet? Check. Adam Rickman threatening to take out someone's heart with a spoon? Check. A terrible song by Brian Adams? Check. A dare for Dan and Corky to watch this terrible movie? Check. Mm. Checkmate, my friend. IMDb synopsis when Robin and his Moorish companion come to England and the tyranny... That doesn't make sense as a sentence. When Robin and his Moorish companion come to England and the tyranny of the Sheriff of Nottingham, he decides to fight back as an outlaw. Wait, the Moorish companion does? That's a horribly written sentence, IMDb. Jesus God, IMDb. Who's editing your shit? Mm. Mm. Have you seen Robin Hood Prince? Of course you have. You were 15 when it came out. Right, exactly. I saw it uh, many decades ago. Did you like it? No. It's bad. I hated it. It's the worst casting that you could possibly imagine of Christian Slater and Kevin Costner yes. as these British. <laughs> and then introducing Morgan Freeman for some reason. Morgan Freeman as the Moorish nobleman. Alan Rickman was the only enjoyable thing about this movie. I, he was, I, yeah. I remember. But then it, it really descends at the end because there's like a comedy rape scene. Remember he's... I Al- don't. Alan Rickman is trying to rape uh, Maid Marian because he's forced her to marry him and so he's going to try to consummate it. And so there's this whole like almost slapsticky scene where he's trying to rape Good Lord. Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio has made Marion. This was one of those before, movies. Before, of course, Robin Hood comes in and saves her. Yeah, of course. This is one of those movies I remember as a young teen that it was like, um, oh, you like that movie? Right. We have very different tastes <laughs> yes, in movies. Yeah. I knew that movie was bad before I saw it, but I saw it just to see what everybody was talking right. about. I'm, maybe I'm just remembering this because I just talked about my my first job, but my second job was to work at a video store. And there, <laughs> there's just a lot of weird characters who come into a little region. It wasn't like a blockbuster or anything. It was those tiny little video store, yeah, little regional like ones. Like Cinemania. Yeah, and we had porn. So a lot of just weird people coming in all the time. And I remember there was one guy who rented Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves a lot. <laughs> like a lot. Like he was just like... I'm gonna get this again. This movie's good. Like I mean, like that was all he. Was, that was it. That was good. He was good with that. Robin and Prince Thieves. And I was just like, fuck, what a life. Yeah, what a weird <laughs> what, life, man. How are we? We're the same species and everything. He goes home, watches that, and eats vanilla rice cakes. <laughs> this is exactly as much flavor as I need in my life. <laughs> awesome. So thank you very much to the sheriff of Nottingham. Back in the wormhole with you, buddy. Get back in there. Go on, you old scamp. And that's all we have for you on the show. Hit us up next week. We're going to have our review of Leprechaun in the Hood. Yeah. The Leprechaun is up to no good. I, I, it's That's what the word says. The, it's the evidence, it's out there. It's yeah. right there. I mean, he, decide. For, we're going to put it online, and then you decide for yourself. He has stated his thesis. It's upon you to prove that he is actually up to good. <laughs> Some good's not dead shit right there. So hit us up on that. That's coming next Tuesday. Until then, uh, visit us on our social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Social media. Reply to us on our blog, on the Dear Daniel blog. Tell us what Blogs. You- yeah. Social. Do it, man. <laughs> media. Get in there. Mix it up. Social media. Be social with the media. And that's all we got for you. Hit us up next week. And until then, we love you very much. <laughs> 